Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And I'm joined tonight in StreamYard by a couple of fellow degenerates that I would not want to plan an armed robbery with. It's Adam Markham and Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing great, Josh. Doing wonderful, Joshy. Thanks, thanks, Adam. I appreciate you yelling, but kind of not yelling. That was a good change of pace for you. You're welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. That is so nice of you not to yell super loud. Have y'all had like uh, daydreams about being in the so shack and how loud that's actually going to be? Oh, yeah. Like just oh, yeah. uncontrolled hollers. We're going to yeah. get some calls yeah. from the neighbors for sure. Hey, all types of dreams. Daydreams, <laughs> night dreams, dry dreams, you know what else. The opposite of dry <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, welcome in. Welcome in. If this is your first time, say you're listening for the, you know, after the Sessler. So this is how most of the episodes start. I did. I loved it. I posted our Sessler. So in the around the NFL subreddit and the first comment, I was like, oh, who commented? And they were like, Sessler segment starts nine minutes into the show. I was like, wow, that's kind of hateful. Thank you for listening. But also, ouch. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah, we get it though. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Either way, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, for- we getting that ad revenue, baby. You're just a number to us. You're just a number to us. <laughs> there it is. There's the insanity. <laughs> minute forty five in. Yeah, we didn't even make it to two minutes. Oh, so, uh, my introduction, gentlemen, a reference to the insane news that we did not touch on because I think it broke like around on the same day as the Sessler sode or the day before about the um, the DeAndre Baker from the Giants and then Quentin Dunbar from the Seahawks apparently like holding up a party that they were that they were hosting they brought out guns and held people up at gunpoint and stole a bunch of money and that that story I haven't really dug in on but just the headline alone was literally insane yeah uh, were you loving this, Joshy? You loving all this? This has got to be like this is right up my alley. This is like, um, you know, uh, Roquan Smith in the you know Corvette with the hooker and the cocaine all over again. <laughs> yeah, man, you're having you're like a pig in mud right now. Just all this, all this assault news, all this, all these guns, all these yeah. drugs, drinking, smoking. It all started with the Michael Bennett uppercutting Bill Belichick last year. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> the truth will come out. We're, I'm waiting for the last dance for the Patriots, and uh, people are going to be shocked. That's going to catch take Twitter by storm. Yeah, it's um, going to be about it's going to be about that, about that fight. It's a, it was the dance, the the two circling each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just circling. Oh man, yeah. So I hope I know they both turned themselves in. Uh, I think Baker was let out on like a two hundred thousand dollar bond or something insane. Um, but I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't really dug into the specifics of that story. But like, we have got to get these NFL players back in facilities. Like a like yesterday, this is getting bad. We'll talk about some more news here in a second. But players are way too bored right now. Yeah, it's not good. I think based on everything I was hearing, the players and their agents say. 
that it was all like a big misunderstanding, but I haven't really dug too deep into this story. Yeah. How does, how does, how do you have a misunderstanding with armed robbery? I don't get Um, like that. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently I think Dunbar was saying that, uh, he had it in writing that he, he wasn't involved. I don't know. That's sounds what, like sounds like they might have paid. They could also maybe be paying these guys off to you know. That's true. So you never know. You never know what's going on with these stories. Yeah, I don't get how we go from Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker just held up a party to oh no, Quentin Dunbar wasn't even there. Like yeah, yeah, something. Hey, hey mon- money, money, money talks, baby. <laughs> They're all just numbers to them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's uh let's get into what we're going to be talking about on tonight's sode. We got some news that we're going to hit. And uh Addy, you also put out some ADP data last week that uh the Twitter sphere was absolutely loving, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Had a meeting out of my palm, baby. <laughs> like baby birds just <laughs> eating out of your palm. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to go over that um it's IDP now. It does not include rookies. I noticed that, Addy. Is that right? Right. Now, actually, a couple of the drafts did have rookies, but I excluded all the rookies just because I didn't want to weird it up. But I mean, still pretty much the same. Yeah. You, I, I mean, was, you're, you're probably going to have, uh, I mean, maybe eight to ten rookies total involved in, in that mix now. If that, probably not even that. Yeah, because I was looking to see. So you... It's different lengths, but it looks like 40 defensive linemen, a little over 40 linebackers, and about 30 or 31 defensive backs. So we'll we'll post this information on the website as well. But what we'll do is we'll just go through and maybe point out some guys that are higher than we think they should be, some guys that are lower. So kind of like overhyped, overvalued guys and guys that might be steel if this if you're having a draft around right now and this ADP were to be, you know, hold true for your draft. Yeah. And while I'm thinking of it, we need to uh, we need to like put where the rookies would go among among these groups. You know, like yeah, where there's, Patrick Queen like, yeah, land among these Where would Chase Young be? Yeah. Right. Pretty high. So we'll do that. We'll do that life. when we get to it. So something to look forward to, guys. Stick around. It's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, there is a chance, gentlemen, a chance. We haven't decided officially, but we may be back in the Sode Shack next week. Try it. It's very assuming, exciting. Yeah. Assuming all you guys out there are gonna be cool with it. Not gonna try and cancel us or Dark on us to the yeah. Kentucky state government. Hey, Kentucky's opening back up May 25th. Pretty much everything is back open for business with certain restrictions. We obviously can't smell each other as deeply as we used to uh, when we get back together. So that's the only downside. But man, I have missed the soda check. Yeah, for sure. I, I do feel like I've started getting a little more comfortable with this, though. Have, haven't you, boys? Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a little too reliable, though. You know, I like the I like the the dull lights of the soda shack and the you know the the, the smell of carpentry, you know, in the air. Yeah, Makes, uh, and it being way too hot or way too cold exactly. based on the yeah. time of year. Yeah, the the chance that maybe someone's going to bust in the door and murder all of us. Yeah, because exactly. yeah. we're we're all just like honed in on like uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, our computer screens and not paying any attention to what's happening yeah. around us. The heart Another, monitor that we have on Adam, you know, watching it like just go sure. heights to lows. I was thinking about about this. If uh, anyone out there wants to, you know, ever kill us, I mean, you just 
try and board up the door and lock us in there and then just set it on fire. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, that would be great. It's a perfect murder. <laughs> yeah. I know people. So, anyway. No people. Yeah. Come, come to Bowling Green, figure out exactly when we're recording, find my house, and then, yeah, uh, somehow board up all the windows before we have a chance to just walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. Probably need some help. So. Gonna, yeah. Don't call Lauren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He knows yeah. where we live. He won't, he won't rat us out. Lauren's yeah. loyal. Yeah, I know he, he is. We got our Lauren, uh, Lauren reference in for the sod. Good job, guys. Eating even some lobsters. Uh, somebody give me a little better northern. Josh, I bet you got a. You probably some got lobsters. a good one. Some lobsters. Some lobsters. Eh. Decent. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of them up in uh, in Slack today. It was great. I was very happy for him. Mm-hmm. So let's talk some news here, gentlemen. So we uh, we mentioned the DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar news. Hopefully they enjoy prison because they're going there probably for the rest of their lives. Um, so let's talk about some other super fun, not depressing at all news related to defensive players getting in trouble with guns. Ed Oliver was arrested for a DWI in Houston, as well as unlawfully carrying a weapon after they found a gun in his car. Uh, This, guys, is just the perfect piggyback on top of the news from earlier this offseason that Quinnen Williams was arrested at the airport for having a gun in his suitcase. So who has two thumbs and has... Quinnen Williams and Ed Oliver as his two defensive tackles in the XFFL. This guy. Hooray. Congrats, man. Yeah, it's like, let me stock up on these two generational type talents from the 2019 draft, a defensive tackle. Oh, wait, they're both knuckleheads. So that's super cool. Yeah, that's tough. So, uh, you're going to need a defensive tackle for week one. <laughs> for literally week one. I thought I was telling you guys before we got on mic, like, oh, I'll just grab somebody for like a couple, maybe a depth piece or two. No, I need a starter for week one now, which is yeah. super not cool. You've got Because Ed yeah, Oliver yeah. was was primed for a really nice little season, I think. Mm-hmm. Second year kind of a breakout campaign. But you have to imagine he's going to be suspended two to four games at this point, probably. Yeah. 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 Sounds like you need to call Lee. Go get uh, your boy DeForest. Might be I looked time. into it, but DeForest is making some guap. He has a nice XFFL contract and a nice NFL contract. So I, I we'll not be doing the XFFL. That. Think he's like 11 mil, isn't he? Like nine, nine, six or something. Josh, that's not bad. He's worth it. Pay him. No, absolutely not. Josh. I'll just go grab like Cam Hayward for like three or four million in the auction. Oh my gosh. Well, I believe if you're listening, I will give you um, anybody for uh, DeForest Buckner's $11 million contract. It's not bad at all. Donald's like leg- 10. That's legally binding. That's legally what binding, we, Bobby. Fine. What will you give him? What will you give him? Anything. Wow. All right, here we go. Jonathan Anything. Taylor and uh, J.K. Dobbins coming oh, over for I've always DeForest wanted that Buckner. Uh, that Buckner and Donald combo. Yes, sir. Hey, got to get it. Did you never have Buckner and Donald at any point? Nope. I've had both multiple times, but neither of them together. Wow, that's sad. I feel like they need to be reunited. Uh, I'm all right with it. Only one spot to really play them. Not a really wise move to play them in your flex, I guess. I don't really know that I'd want to do that. I guess it'd be fine. Yeah. Probably but yeah, maybe worries. maybe those two guys specifically, but not defensive tackle in general. That sucks for Oliver too, you know, because um, 
who was it that got moved? Uh, Phillip. Jordan Phillips. Yeah. Yep. So this was going to be a big year for Oliver, um, but he'll probably miss more time than Quinn and Williams. Wouldn't you think? I don't know, man. I don't know that the NFL plays too much with guns. He will just because drinking was involved with Ed Oliver. You know, mm-hmm. a DWI, the NFL doesn't play that game. Uh, but I would say Quinnen probably gets a game. I would say Ed Oliver being a first-time offender, I'm going to go three games, and maybe he gets it uh, appealed down to two. But it's going to be at least two games at a minimum. How far through the airport did Quinnen Williams get? I imagine he got stopped at security, right? Like, why? You just forget that you got a Glock in your... So, yes, this has happened before. I don't know if I shared this on the pod when this originally went down. I'll double but, your um, story, but go for it. Yeah, so my aunt is a travel agent. It's actually Allie's boss. She's been in the business for 15 years, and she borrowed a suitcase from my dad that he had taken on a road trip, not when he was flying, and he left one of his guns in there. And she did not know this until she got through security, and they pulled her aside and said, ma'am, we found a gun in your bag. Uh, And so you have to imagine... That could have like she could have been put on a do not fly list and then her career as a travel agent is pretty much sunk. Thankfully, it wasn't Nashville's airport. It was Owensboro. So uh, they were able to uh, talk it out. Yeah, they were like, "Eh, yeah, it's fine. It's like our fifth gun in the past hour. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. So, yes, it does happen. It's not like very often. But uh, do you have a story as well, Bobo? Yeah. So, um Small airport, too, like Panama City, we were flying back. I had to park the car or whatever, told a buddy of mine, check this one, take that one through. I run through security, meet him just in the, like, close amount of time to, uh, you know, get into the uh, airplane. And he hands me my bag, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you checked the wrong freaking bag. And I can't quite say on the mic, like, what was in the bag, but definitely should not have been uh, flying, flying on it that It was plane. a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. Need to call my FBI buddy and tell him to, tell him to, you just go ahead and get rid of this sode after we, you know, after a week or so. Yeah, just, just clean, delete it. Delete it all evidence. The, clean it off the internet. But no, yeah, that stuff, that stuff happens. And, you know, I guess you can get stuff by security from time to time, you know? I guess so. Those so, guys get tired, too. Let's uh, move to the other piece of news here, talking about getting these guys back into uh, facilities. Some of the NFL facilities have started to reopen uh, this week, actually, but um, it's just essentially medical personnel and, uh, you know, I think I don't know if players are actually allowed. I think it's injured players maybe are re- able to receive treatment, but it's no coaches and it's no like active players. Um, this is all for like rehab purposes. The players will not actually and coaches won't be joining until every state lifts its like shelter in place order and all the facilities are allowed to reopen. But a good first step to having football in 2020. Yeah. It's uh it is promising that, you know, there's still steps being made to, you know, get football, even if it's gonna be weird football. Um, it does seem like the NFL is doing everything that they can. But yeah, it'll be much more satisfying when you see, you know, Tom Brady not necessarily practicing at the local park with, you know, Cameron Brake and uh, you know, he's actually at the Buccaneers stadium. So yeah, it's step in the right direction. R. I. P. Uh, Stan Kroenke, by the way. 
we just found out that he he needed to borrow a, a cool half a billion. So if you got a little yeah. money, might throw it stands away. It might, ex- <laughs> like you said, might help explain why Todd Gurley has not been paid yet. Old Stan, not quite as liquid as probably the NFL was hoping. Yeah. Uh, but that raises some serious eyebrows. This uh, half a billion dollar loan to help finish out SoFi Stadium. Is that thing going to be ready for the start of the season? No chance. Like, what are they going to Are they just going to go back, I guess, to USC Stadium, to the Rose oh, Bowl? Please, please, no. That seems so awful. I mean, it might be great for this year because there's not going to be any stands there but or any fans there, but I don't know. just seems like a bad idea. I hate the Coliseum. But, yeah, yeah, this opens up my opportunity to, you know, pursue my lifelong dream of owning an NFL team, it looks like. <laughs> I mean, with, open. <laughs> with the amount of ad revenue we're pulling in, you definitely could. Um, yeah. Y'all want to go in together? Big sure. Yeah. Rams, yeah. or we could change it to something else, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Give us another, you know, two or three months to stack up some more of this revenue. Sure. 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 It would be the, the, the big three case of readers, I think, would be the uh, team name. I like it. Yeah, sure. I like We'd it. We'd be sponsored by Taco Bell, obviously. Just brown, all brown colors. That's right, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a bunch of just really poop-colored uniforms, uh, just varying shades of brown. We could really, we could really get this off the off the ground, get going. You know, call Fred Warner, talk to his dad. You know, Fred probably come over and play with us. You know, Ed Oliver, we might give him another go go around. Good second go for him. Let's go get DeAndre Baker. I don't think he's long for the Giants. We need we need some guys that can be enforcers in the secondary. All right, another piece of news here, Addy. We're going to let you take us through this one because we're not as plugged in. Uh, take us through the, uh, the the beef that broke out between Devontae Parker and Michael Thomas. Yeah, so the NFL on Fox Instagram account uh, posted a gram with the question, which is tougher? A, make a catch while guarded by Stephon Gilmore, or B, Break up a pass while guarding Michael Thomas. All right, so the correct answer here is is obviously who cares? Who cares? Uh, That's correct. C. It's, it's C, yeah. That's the correct answer. But anyway, Devontae Parker decided to to comment on this. So of course Michael Thomas, the the uh the most active, you know, internet lover in the NFL, uh, saw this. Um, but Parker responded with A. So he, you know, he's a receiver. Obviously, he knows how tough it is to go against Stephon Gilmore. It's not really taken. It's a dumb question. Who cares anyway? But it's not really taken a shot at Michael Thomas. It's, I mean, he does. He's he obviously doesn't know what it's like to go against Michael Thomas. You know, <laughs> he knows what it's like to go against Stephon Gilmore, and he knows obviously. it's very, very hard. Um, but anyway, Michael Thomas had just a you know threw a huge fit about this thing. A uh, lot of back and forth on the gram. I wish I actually had the, the the entire thing pulled up. But, you know, if you're familiar with the way Michael Thomas kind of acts and his persona on the Internet, it's uh, he's kind of the worst. He really is. He, he's he is just constantly bitter, constantly has a chip on his shoulder. Um, just a guy that I don't think understands how blessed he is and how blessed he's been. You know, Michael. You came into the league with Drew Brees, one of the goats, bro. Okay, a guy that can't really throw it downfield. You excel at these short to intermediate routes. Dream scenario, dream situation. They just funnel you 180 targets a year. 
year after year. Very easy job you got. But I will say this. I have never seen a receiver that had how many catches? 130, 140, 1,600 yards, something like that. I've never seen a more boring highlight reel than yours, Michael Thomas. Congrats on your slants. Congrats on your intermediate routes. You're not on on the level of Julio, not even on the level of uh, Odell. Sorry, DeAndre Hopkins. You're not better than those dudes. You're not. And let's be honest, uh, what you're really talking about right now is the drip factor. (laughs) And that's another important thing. You don't have any tattoos. And your voice is very weird. <laughs> you need he to humble yourself, Michael Thomas. He doesn't wear a visor. No visors. He doesn't. He has the arms. worst celebration. Every 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 time he does anything, anything, a five yard catch, he gets up and he flexes. <laughs> every every time he does literally anything. Maybe both his shoulders pop out and he has to pop them back in after every. I catch. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he's. I think he's a weird, weird dude. Really weird dude. He's he's great. Obviously, he's a really really good football player. But you just uh, just do less on the internet, Michael Thomas. Please. Yeah, you don't have to uh, constantly air your grievances. It's not like you are some like undrafted guy who's had to like fight tooth and nail for a roster spot here. But seriously, um, scroll through his feed. You'll be annoyed. You'll be very annoyed with just the way he he. he Talks about himself, just kind of how uh, dismissive he is of everyone else. He's, uh, I don't think he's a very good person. <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, I think you're onto something there. You, you hit us with something with an Adam Thielen tweet, Addy, that was just fascinating. The drip scale, Z- you know, zero to five drips. Uh, you gave Adam Thielen's logo five drips. You moved him up in your rankings over at IDP guys. Yeah. So is Michael Thomas on the like? Is he busting this scale? Like, is he on the negative end of this? Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, you know, maybe he shows up next year with a, you know, two arm sleeves, a visor, you know, and then maybe some different celebrations and when we're we're you know humming a different tune. But until that day, yeah, uh, he's he's probably like you know wide receiver thirty, wide receiver thirty one for me. <laughs> <laughs> on the drip on the drip scale. This needs yeah. to be a recurring segment. Like where are guys are guys moving up or down on the drip scale? Yeah. Have uh, you guys listened to him? Have you ever heard of you ever heard him give an interview? He it I seem to recall his voice just kind of sounding like the like the drone of an engine, just like very monotone and flat and very uninteresting. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, just check it out. Just I I mean, just check it out. Everyone needs to go to take a look at that. And then ask yourself, why is this dude so cocky? <laughs> <laughs> what if now? What if he came back with like a Tostitos sponsorship, and he was talking about the chip on his shoulder? Does that move him up or down the drip scale? I mean, that would be uh, that'd be smart. I mean, that would uh, yeah, you'd have to bump him up a little bit for that. Plus, you know, I, I love chips and dip. <laughs> no right. doubt about it. <laughs> He's like, look, I know I'm very petty on the internet. I know I like to take shots all the time. Uh, so I'm teaming up with uh, Tostitos uh, to have a chip on my shoulder all season. <laughs> Pretty smart. I love it. It's a great branding opportunity. Michael Thomas. Hey, if you want to move up the drip scale, you got to make big moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything to add there on uh, on on uh, Beefgate 2020, Bobby? 
No, no, I think uh, I think Adam pretty much covered Michael Thomas's uh, character. <laughs> I wish I wish I had. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any Michael Thomas in Dynasty, but I wish I had. I wish I had you know him everywhere so I could sell his ass. Yeah, just based on that little fit that he threw with the vine. and and dude, like, he just I just I just don't like guys that are unlike you know not likable. I don't want them on my team. I agree. Get off. Yeah. I don't need you. It's the Adam, same thing with like Kelsey and you know Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's kind of annoying as a person. Uh, you can just you know. You can just dominate on someone else's team. This is so true, you know, especially based off of uh, the little Goddard uh, trade. Adam sent Adam sent baby Goddard off after the after the weird look on the, what was it all or nothing or hard knocks or something. Yeah, it seemed, yeah. seemed a little seemed a little yeah. Jared Goffy kind of. Yeah, a little too nerdy for me. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a, he was definitely a bro. Like all the things that him and his roommate Avante Maddox were engaging in were some sort of like shooting games. Mm-hmm. Like they have Nerf guns around their house, and they just turn on the Halloween music and shoot each other with Nerf guns. And then they also went and played paintball. And mm. I think Avante Maddox was shouting, "I'm the Black John Wick!" Like running around the paintball course. So yeah they they were having cool. a great time. You know they they stayed in their lane as far as like what they were what they enjoyed. So you got to so, respect it. I guess actual fantasy analysis is Michael Thomas probably a good sell right now. I think so. I think he's a perfect sell. Yeah. You I probably, mean, there's a you got one more years of breeze, you mm-hmm. know, then maybe Jameis. Who knows really after that, honestly? Yeah. And I think Jameis would, you know, probably be good for his value. We saw what he was able to still do with Chris Godwin. So, I mean, you know, those those guys, I think. Um, Godwin may be a better downfield receiver, but those guys are pretty similar, you know, on the intermediate stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think he could still, you know, if they still bring in Winston, he could obviously he did he did fine with Teddy Bridgewater too. I mean, he was he didn't seem to really fall off too much. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's probably still going to be fine just because you, you you know he's he's in an offense that has Sean Payton as the coach, so you figured that. Um, he's going to find a way to, you know, make that offense productive. And uh, Michael Thomas, he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be vocal about getting the ball and he's going to want the ball. And, um, yeah, he'll probably still be fine. I just don't think he's going to be this wide receiver one, you know, necessarily. Like one by so far. Yeah. Last year right. was insane. Like, oh, my gosh. So he was so far ahead of the wide receiver too, which I don't even remember who it was now. Was it Godwin? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Godwin, and it, it looked worse because Godwin missed those last, you know, two or three weeks. But uh, yeah, he he was fantastic last year. I just, you know, anytime he finishes the number one overall wide receiver, you know, usually nowhere to go but down, and people are willing to pay a boatload for him. Um, so yeah, I mean. It all depends on the trade you get. Obviously, you don't trade them for crumbs, or you know. But if you get a if you get a, a great offer with like two firsts this year and a first next year, I'd have to think about doing that. Yeah, and the other thing too, I want to make a point of is you know now that we're post, you know the off season has started going again with dynasty. If if people had like a you know a, a postponed off season where everything was kind of you know canceled and you couldn't really make any moves, you know now we're after the rookie drafts and whatnot, and people are starting to kind of see what they like in their teams and stuff. 
Don't offer people 2022 and 2023 like trades for anybody. I mean, A, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, so seeing people have some respect. Yeah. Seeing people on your team is just like, wow, cool. I still own Fred Warner or whoever it is that you like to see. But also like 2022 is two years away. Like it great. It may be a first, but like just because now your dynasty platform gave you another year's worth of trades doesn't mean that somebody wants to take that for X player for, you know, Adam Thielen, whoever it would be. It's just a, it's a really bizarre trade season right now. Lots of people shipping off lots of players for trades. And I, I wouldn't do that, especially because, you know, like what Adam was talking about a couple episodes ago and that sure this year's rookie draft was awesome, but next year's might not be. I mean, I think there's going to be great players come out, but it might not be near as deep as the 2020 draft was. So anyways, that's my quick point on being trades being offered. Yeah, and just, I mean, I don't think you should be rebuilding that far, you know, away. Uh, I don't, when I hear people talk about three, four-year rebuilds, I don't really understand that unless you just take over a just awful team. Um, You know, rebuild should take a year to two years max. Like, you need to, uh, 2022 picks just don't do anything for me unless unless I'm trading someone, you know, yeah, like maybe I'm trying to even think who like um what would be like maybe someone offers you a 2022 first and a 2022 second for like AJ Green, Emmanuel Sanders, some yeah. type some older receiver something yeah, like that. I, could I don't see even, that. I mean maybe if you're if you're in, you know, if you're not probably in contention, maybe you do that, but cuz you don't really care about that type of guy now and when that rolls around, that's just going to be that much sweeter. Or it gives you that much more leverage as that approaches to go and get somebody else. But, yeah, it's a it's a weird time. Weird time. But, and you know, the other thing, too, is like if somebody's willing to offer you those picks for and they're coming after a certain player, they're willing to give up something else than just those picks. Like if they're willing to at least send you an offer for whoever they're asking just just sit and wait. It'll it'll get closer to the season. They'll they'll want that player a little bit more. But no, listen to a good podcast, figure out who you want to, you know, counter with as far as like player wise and I don't know. Now's a great time to move player for player, not necessarily player for picks. And uh you can always reach out to us. You know, we do uh me and Bobby do these combined ranks where it's it's helpful for the trade calculator over there. So I mean, we have uh, we have a pretty good amount of experience with uh, trading and and doing it in IDP leagues, so we can uh, we don't mind to help out. I've helped out a lot of people through DMs. I've, I've I've walked people through drafts. I've looked over trades. Like seriously, that stuff doesn't bother us at all. It makes us better too. So feel free to reach out if you ever wanted uh, advice or anything like that. Absolutely. And just uh, tag us on Twitter. You know, people have been doing that a lot. You know, I'm in round whatever, or I'm thinking about this. And I think the one yesterday was um, the linebacker for um, Atlanta this year. Um, Yeah, there you go. Foisade or whatever. We're uh, I think I think I'm pretty big on him this year. I think him and Dion will be great. But that was a perfect example of, you know, yeah, you know, send us a quick message. We'll we'll message you back. But to to Adam's point too about our mixed ranks and Joshy Boo knows this one I don't know if Adam does but old Bob's got a new number one on the old combined 
offensive and defensive IDP ranks. That's right. Addy, can you guess who it is? Have you seen it yet? Um, Did you put Mahomes in there? Is that the one I saw? Oh, Mahomes, he's at number one. I think I had him at like five. And wow. uh, after, after me and Josh did the whole trade thing, the way that team is set up and the offensive pieces that they kind of have around him, I just really, really like Mahomes. I, I sat down and thought, like, you know, McCaffrey is unbelievable. I think Saquon's going to be good. I think Kamara's good. I really like Chubb. But as far as, like, an asset that I want to own for the next 10 years, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's hard to disagree. He's, seen, he's probably going to have the most stable career. Out of all those times, and, and the longest career, I mean, you know, 10 years, hell, he's, he should have a, an easy 15 years, you know? He's going to be playing until he's at least 40, I would think, just based yeah, on I all mean, these. That's what the great quarterbacks do, you know? MVP, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP in his first two full seasons as a starter. Like, have we ever seen a start to a career like that before? I mean, that's almost unprecedented. Does it make so. sense... I thought about this the other day, too, and I know Adam plays a lot of Superflex leagues, but is Mahomes maybe more valuable in a 1QB league than he is in a 2QB league? I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I got in my mind the other day and started thinking about it, and I was like, man, you only have one spot to play a quarterback. Wouldn't that make a Mahomes or a Lamar or a Kyler more valuable than when you have two spots to fill? I mean, I I get the whole two-spot aspect of it, but... Um, well, I don't know because I mean, you know, with the two quarterback leagues that they're so scarce that if you have, you know, one of the elite ones and you can, you know, I uh, think the the move if you get Mahomes is to pair him up with someone else like a Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford or someone else that's solid and then I think you have a huge advantage. But I don't know, that's a good question. I don't know um you're right. I mean, he's a huge he's a huge advantage in in one quarterback leagues. I mean, I don't I don't know how much more though uh versus one or the other. See, I wonder if you took Mahomes high in a Superflex league, I almost wonder if you wanted would want to go like um Kyler or Lamar or Deshaun and like try to just have this outrageous crazy advantage at the quarterback position cuz if you went Mahomes and then went somebody like Cousins you kind of open the door for somebody to negate a little bit of your Mahomes advantage if they grab like a Kyler, but then go grab like a Russell Wilson or a Big Ben or somebody maybe with a little higher ceiling. I don't know. I think if you like average the two guys out, maybe the averages close uh, are a little bit closer uh, if you if you don't stack that. I, I kind of see what you're getting at, Bobby, but I think Mahomes is still equally as valuable in a super flex league. But don't uh, like Mahomes, Lamar, Kyler, Dak. Those are all first round picks now, right? Who am I missing? I'm missing one of them. Deshaun. Deshaun. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those five are, are probably first rounders now, wouldn't you think? Did you say Dak? Yeah. Yeah. I would throw Dak into that as well. I think that's, I think that's fine. I mean, all those guys should be. So that's the thing. You're, you're, it's going to be unlikely that you could ever double up on two of those. I think uh, my best combo in one of my leagues is that I just did recently was Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow. I was really happy with that. That's nice. Yeah, but I think I took Deshaun in the first round. And I think I took Burrow in the third round. Um I guess that's what, that that's what you got to do too. Like um, with a super flex draft. 
Is there such a thing as a Superflex auction? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. You know, and speaking of that, dude, I've never done an IDP auction. You mean aside from our XFFL auction? On right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But just like a typical ESPN type of auction. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I haven't either. I've only ever done RSO, which is, is an auction, but different. And um, like a typical snake draft. Be fun. We need to we need to look into it. Yes. ESPN has has IDP mm-hmm. has IDP right. Oh, okay. and I, and I think I saw where they may have made some some pretty big changes to some of their stuff. They did. I think they changed their positional designations, maybe. Yeah. Um, on the IDP side, so maybe one of the listener leagues could be ESPN this year, and we could do an auction. That'd be um, cool. That'd be fun because uh, I would be very curious. You know, we have an idea of when uh, IDP guys start to go off the board in a snake draft, but. I'd be curious how the auction values stack up. Like, what are you paying for a Darius Leonard versus like a, you know, a starting running back or starting wide receiver? Yeah. Let's do it in the VIP. Yeah. Just throw IDP into the mix and just, I mean, uh, dude, they would never, most of them would never know. And just like, no. <laughs> this I is, guess this, this is, we've this always is, done it this way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Dude, it's always been like this. <laughs> yeah. Of course. You don't remember. Eat you another burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should have a league where you can just run rough shot over it if you do anything more than show up on draft day with a draft <laughs> magazine. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. But man, and also everyone should do an auction league. Those are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I having the sleeper leagues, um, it's been fun to do snake drafts again. Cause there is a, there is a part of the kind of snake draft experience that you don't get in an auction yes. uh, where you get sniped or guys fall to you and you have like the thrill of, Oh my gosh, this guy made it through. You don't get that in an auction. Um, but we've always, I, at least I've always said, I prefer auction because then you don't get the built-in excuse of, well, I had the sixth pick or whatever. Yeah. You can, you can go get for the most part, the the top three or four guys that you want. Yep. Yep. Put your money where your mouth is. That's right, baby. So speaking of draft positioning, Addy, let's look at this uh, IDP here. And again, this is IDP only. Were these IDP only drafts or no? There, there was mix? there was offense in there. Yeah. Okay, but you only pulled. Yeah, you pulled out the IDP uh, draft positions here. Uh, draft data, no rookies. Um, so let's go through here, guys, and we'll start with the defensive linemen. We'll go. Um, Read the top 12, and then if we want to pull some from farther down the list that we can. So these are just the top 12 guys. Uh, Addy, was this four drafts that you did, four startups? Yes. Correct. Awesome. Okay, so the top 12. And these, and these are all primarily big play, like all sacks are okay. at least five points or six points. Um, I think there's QB hits worth one. Tackles are worth, uh, I believe, one and a half and... Uh, pass deflections are three, interceptions are six, return yards, super flex, tight end premium, start 1390p. Yeah, that's right. It's a real sicko league. Yeah, you're impressed. Yeah, you just rattled that off. All right, so here's the top 12 of defensive linemen. This is DNs and D tackles both. So 1 to 12, you have Daniil Hunter, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Josh Allen, Aaron Donald at six. 
Cameron Jordan, Sam Hubbard, Frank Clark, Bradley Chubb, Max Crosby, and Khalil Mack at the 12. So, guys, just from initial kind of uh, first impressions here, is anybody like way too high or way too low uh, for the defensive lineman? I think Sam Hubbard's a little rich for me. Um, but you know, I really like those. I really like those first seven. Um, the first seven are nice. Are you surprised, Daddy, that Miles Garrett was two? Um, yeah, that was a little surprising. I mean, um, I don't disagree. I don't really disagree with it. I mean, really, any of those. I mean, those top six. Um, you can you can convince me any of them could be one. Miles Garrett might be a nice trade target right now, right? I oh, feel like yes, there may sure. be some Garrett owners out there that are just a little bit bad taste in their mouth from not just like what he did on the field, but the fact that he crapped a lot of people's teams. They may just be like, get this guy off my roster. I'm willing to, you know, sell him for 75% of what he's worth. Um, I was a little surprised to see him at two. I thought maybe one of the Bosa brothers would jump up there. Bobby, I know you're thrilled to see Josh Allen at five. I am thrilled about that. Um, I think this is probably about how I have them ranked, I would say, at least through the top seven. I agree with Adam. I think Hubbard's probably a little bit high. Um, I love seeing Chubb there at 10. Um, I don't know about Crosby. He's probably fine there. We'll get into the next little group. There's probably some some people in this next little, you know, 10 to 12 lineup that I would probably move up a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, I think that's okay. I'd rather, you know, like we're probably saying a, a Clellan Farrell be at, I'd rather pay Farrell's price than, than the Crosby's price right now. We talked about that probably a month or two ago where you can get these guys. And it seems like Farrell's gone the other way. And I feel like Crosby's gone up even higher. Yeah, I would definitely like uh, Clellan Farrell down at 28 versus Max Crosby at 11. <sighs> Max Crosby, not to say that I would pass on him, but I'd much rather have Clellan Farrell there at 28 than Max Crosby at 11. Do y'all like Khalil Mack at 12? That was the one I was going to bring up. That seems high for Khalil Mack. Addy, what was the deal there? Why did Mack end up so high, you think? Well, you know, and here you got to remember that uh, he'll get the the defensive line tag, obviously. But um, I think that I think I just think people are high on him this next year. You know, you got Akeem Hicks, who's fully healthy. They brought in Robert Quinn. Uh, both of those are going to really help. Um, so I think you're, I think you're just seeing, uh, I think last year you just saw a down year for Mac. I just expect him to have a big bounce back here. Um, but he is getting up there in age. I mean, 29. Uh, yeah. But I mean, he could absolutely be a value there at 12. He could be back to his top five ways. And he can very well be like one of these Calais Campbells that, you know, mm-hmm. 30, 31, 32, yes. he's still a producer. Yep. Um, last year he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a half sacks. So not a bad year, but not a typical Khalil Mack year. Right. And, you know, on that, uh, those guys that I named, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, he's the, he's the young guy of, of that group. So. You know, I don't think that we have to worry about him hanging up anytime soon. No. And that's when you talk about, okay, who in this top 12 is maybe too high. 
Okay, who would you bring up from below that to sub in? Yeah, I think uh, there's a few guys here that I would uh, maybe take a little higher than where they're ranked. So you have Unique Ngakwe at 15. I love him this season. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, another guy that's maybe being slept on a little bit, um, just had a really bad year. But I, he's a guy I could see absolutely bouncing back. Um, DeForest Buckner's there at 13. I think you could make the case that he belongs a little higher. Uh, those are the three that jumped out to me. Addy, who who were you looking at maybe as a somebody that should be a little higher on this list? I mean, Chandler Jones, I know he's getting up to an age, but I mean, he was, I think, the number one overall uh, finisher last year just because he was so on fire down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chandler Jones, probably bump him up. Um, I really like Chris Jones. You know, being able to get him at 21 – that is he gets cr- slept on, man. He is so talented. He's yeah, and he's dealt with some injuries. I mean, that's kind of I think you know, I th- he wasn't as good as as some of us maybe remember. I think it was probably that twenty eighteen year. Um, he he had a little down year, you know, compared to that one. But uh, he's a dominant player, and um, he's someone that that defense relies on. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if he has you know a ten sack season. Yeah, um, I would see um I could see DeForest Buckner. He would be my eight overall. I would take Buckner over Sam Hubbard, over yeah. Frank Clark. I like Bradley Chubb for kind of a bounce back, but not more than not more than Buckner. Um how far down are we? I want to tell you all about a trade that happened the other day. So um Brian Burns, a guy that we're all really big on this year. Um so this guy moved Brian Burns and Antonio Gibson, the running back for Washington Redskins, um, for L V E. Hmm. That was a little bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I think I that's that. a completely one sided, you know, move there for the the Burns owner. Yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like buying L V E right now. Mm-hmm. Just no. the the neck concerns plus the fact he's not even the best linebacker on his own team. Yeah. I don't mind buying LVE, but not for that price. I mean, like if he's price, a no. stash and he turns out like being healthy, that's fine. But, um, I but, really like Brian Burns for this year. That's why I won't buy LVE though. Cause no one's going to sell him for you sure. know, less than that. Yeah. You think Addy, that perception is still higher than reality on LVE. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, I mean, I think LV is really good. I think he's he's going to be somebody that, uh, you know, week to week, probably one of the better linebackers. It's just, does he move the needle enough for you compared to the other linebackers you could get, you know, for the risk? And also you got to think about, is he going to be available for you weeks 14 through 16, um, which is when it really matters. You know, um, availability is the best ability. That's well, well said, Ed. Is that is that an original phrase that you oh, just yeah. coined right there? Yeah, don't Google it. Don't Google <laughs> it. Don't Google it. No way. We need to like fix the SEO results so it's just like Adam's blog. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's an Adam original right there. Trust Adam me. Adam original. Hey, I wanted to call out a couple of Washington players here, Addy, because I know you're really high on them, especially with Chase Young coming in. Um, you had Matt Ioannidis at 22 and your boy Montez Sweet, a.k.a. Montez Sweat, uh, down at 25. So, uh Fun to see a couple of Washington guys cracking the top 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Ionitis gets overdrafted maybe a little bit in sleeper just because he gets that DL tag. So that's nice. Um, yeah. I, uh, 
I like I love that Washington team this year. I mean, I I even like Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's probably not a good thing. Not all of them, I don't think, are going to be able to eat. Um, but man, they are fun. They are a lot of fun. It, they're they're probably going to be more fun in real life than fantasy. Uh, outside of you know Chase Young and Jonathan Allen, I think, and uh, Deron Payne will be great options if you if you need uh, if you start defensive tackles. Yeah, looking a little further down the list here, these are dynasty startups, right, Addy? Yes, correct. So just guys that fell really far down the board uh, that I think would be higher up in like a redraft league. Uh, Carlos Dunlap is down at 38. Yes. Yeah, um, I, th- I think finished as like a top 15 guy in our league last year. Um, you have Cam Hayward down here at 34. Uh, one that's kind of interesting because those two guys are a little older, so I get it. Uh, but Trey Flowers at 31 uh, behind actually Ed Oliver. So you have to imagine if this draft were to happen, uh, maybe tomorrow that Ed Oliver would be bumped down a few spots, potentially, maybe not. Uh, but the, I feel like Trey flowers is getting slept on a little bit here. Yes, of course. I agree, man. And the, uh, I think I put out a tweet about some of my favorite values. He's definitely one of them. There's no sense in him. You know, I know that we all think maybe he's a little overrated, um, based on the contract he got last year. Um, but, He's really solid, and he he came on a lot down the stretch there um, towards the end. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's a top 16 option, in my opinion, and he's still pretty young. So there's no reason for him to be 31. Um, another one that I want to make note of is Jason Pierre-Paul. I think he's a great value at 37. I know he's up there in age, but he signed a two-year deal for like $28 million. I mean, he's at least got another two years. Um I think last year, I think he put up nine and a half sacks in like 10 games, if that. Um, yeah, I don't have, I can't pull up the stats because it'll, it'll uh, freeze up the computer. So. It'll crash your computer. He had more sacks than he had fingers, put it that way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you've always been down with JPP, Addy. Oh, yeah. You know me. That's right. Damn, that was so up. freaking cool, dude. <laughs> I love that you're shouting at your sister's house right now. This is just my favorite thing. She's like, yeah. Adam, the children are sleeping. What are you doing? Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, sis. All right, Bobby, before we move on to linebackers, any uh, other guys you want to bring up here? Um, Yeah, I want to talk about Julian Okwara, the uh, uh, Notre Dame defensive end who probably is going to play across from Trey Flowers this year. Um I think that Flowers is going to have a great year. He's going to have some help this year with Okwara. Um, did I could be completely wrong? Who went to um, Detroit? Was it Jamie Collins? Yes, Jamie so Collins. That's right. Smiles did too. They've got our boy Jelani Tavai. So, you know, Tracy Walker, that defense could be improved this year. They got Jeff Okuda out there. Obviously, no more Darius Slay. But, um, yeah, I really love the Trey Flowers landing spot there. Um, I think Eric Armistead, ah, man, uh, it's hard not to look at his 2019 numbers and be like, dang, at 26, you know, he's right there. But um, I think that's probably where he needs to be. You know, I I don't think – Armstead is somebody that I really want to reach for this year. Do you think um, he's better or worse with DeForest Buckner gone? 
Like, is oh, that good or bad for him? It's it's bad for him. I think Buckner made him look good last year. Um, but we'll see. You know, they'll, they've still got a pretty decent defensive line and everything. So, you know, another guy that I just can't quit is Melvin Ingram um, at 35. I keep thinking that he's going to, you know, stay on the field for 16 games and actually, you know, be able to put a season together. I think last year he had uh, 13 games played. I think he had seven and a half sacks, which is a fine year. But, um, man, if he could just put it together, I think he's talented enough. I just don't know that he can stay healthy. So, yeah, I mean, you know. 20 through 39, 40, a pretty, pretty smart little group there. Um, let's see. I'm going to touch on three more things here. Um, Jack Lawson, I like him there at 36. I think that's that could be a really nice, nice value. He's he's young. He's like 26. You know, he's got a chance to play a lot of snaps down there in, in Miami because um, that team may struggle, you know, for the next little bit. Um, so really like him. I do not understand D Ford at 19. That makes zero sense to me. Um, I know like on a per snap basis, he, he had an insane amount of snap of, of sacks, but he still only got like 200 snaps. Um, he's just a guy who they're having to, they have to really watch his knee. It's, uh, his knees is, is an issue at this point. And he's, he's almost like on a, uh, a snap count pretty much. He's like a designated hitter. You know, he's, he's a, he's a uh, major disruptor when he's in there, but he is really struggling with this, uh, with his knee health right now. So um, that's just too high for someone that, that has those concerns. Yeah. Was this a case maybe of um, people remembering the trade for D Ford and thinking, well, they paid a lot to get this guy. So clearly he's got to be good, right? He's kind of a big name. It's like evaluate the game, not the name. And people haven't quite caught on to the fact yet that D Ford, not quite as maybe dominant as what they're thinking. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they're saying, you know, thinking DeForest Buckner's gone. Maybe that means increased opportunity for him. But, you know, I don't know. I just don't see it. I just, I just worry too much about the health for him to go that high. So, uh, other point I wanted to make: Chase Young. Where do we uh, where do we slot him among these top defensive ends? Hmm. I would probably. So, do you know, or is it just like where would we put him? No, I don't know. I'm saying, where do you think he'll go now in startups? It, it, I think he's. I mean, I think he's probably going to go four. Okay, I was going to say probably six for me. Uh, right now it's Hunter Garrett, the Bosa bros, and then Josh Allen. So I'd probably slot him in at six personally. I'm going to go crazier and say two. I think he'd, he'd bump miles Garrett out. He's just, you know, it's, it's hype season right now. And people are probably going to overdraft him just because of his potential. And, you know, what if he actually is, you know, who we think he's going to be. So, I don't know. I can't say that I fault somebody for taking him at two. You know, he seems he's, very promising. He's 22 or 21. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, and it, it, I agree. I think he's going to be immediately dominant. Another thing, too, before we move on, um, shout out to our boy uh, Charles Omenahu. 
Yeah. Uh, from down in Houston, giving us a little uh, like on our on our tweet this week. Um, a, I don't want J.J. Watt at 18 or really even on my team, honestly, at this point. He's kind of turning into the Von Miller. Um, he's fine, but he's kind of just a name now um, that's not been very reliable. But, yeah, Omenahu, if you can get him, um, you know, with any type of depth piece, I mean, honestly – I'm going to slide him probably ahead of some of these dudes on this list just because of his potential. And Addy talked about that a couple weeks ago. But, um, yeah, led led the rookie class. I think he was fourth in pressures or something. I can't remember the stat that I put out there, but looks really good. Yeah, let's make no mistake. Bobby's going to bump him up because he liked his tweet. Absolutely. That's a big deal. So he joins a short list of guys that we love and have had – some kind of connection with with uh, Fred Warner, Joshua mm-hmm. Kalu. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're adding Charles Amenahu. Hey, we're building that so. defense, baby. That's right. That's a nice looking defense. I love uh-huh. that. Bowling Green Burritos or yes, Amen. Yeah. The BG Burritos. That would be. That's the next franchise in Madden, right there. Yeah, that is uh, good. I awesome. like that. That's really good. All right, so let's jump to linebackers now, fellas. Um, Some names that will be near and dear to our hearts here on this list. So uh, let's read the top 12, and then we can kind of jump around like we did on this one. Oh, look at this name at 12, a guy we just talked about. So at one, we have Darius Leonard, Tremaine Edmonds, Roquan Smith, Devin White, Devin Bush, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith, Fred Warner, Blake Martinez, TJ Watt, Deion Jones, and Corey Littleton at 12. So it was actually at 13 was what I was seeing. We'll just go ahead and say it since he's there. LVE at 13. So a lot to break down here. There's some uh, some interesting guys here in terms of where they ended up falling in this ADP. Bobby, what's the first thing that jumps out to you when you look at this list? Um, that people have wised up and uh, are still purchasing Roquan Smith. Um, Roquan's about to eat. No Kwiatkowski. Um, Trevathan got hurt late last year, I believe. I know. Did they keep him? I can't remember. They did. They did yes. They resigned him to a nice deal. Also, dude, great value right there, Trevathan. We should make of that point, too. He's someone you can yeah. get super late. But go look at the end of Roquan's 2019 game logs. That dude ate towards the end of the season. Um, so I just sold him and have kind of had buyer's, uh, buyer's remorse. Seller's remorse. Seller's remorse. I don't think that's right. Seller's remorse, that doesn't sound right, Josh. Yeah, you, you sold, Bo. You, you didn't buy. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not liking it. I like buyer's remorse. <laughs> I need to come up with something else. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying I just don't care for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tremaine Edmonds at two. Um, I like that. I think it's a fine value. I'm okay with those top three. Um, after that, I'll let y'all give your all's assessment on them. Yeah, I was looking to see. Addy, you mentioned Danny Trevathan. Am I missing him here? I don't even see him in the top 41 players. Yeah, exactly. He's not there because he was outside of that. Like, he's going around like linebacker 50, 55. Like, people are just forgetting about him, you know? Same thing with like um, someone like to hear hear Whitehead, someone that's going to probably be solid and and, uh, be a linebacker three, four for you, you know? But yeah, those guys are free. So, um, what were we? Uh, what was? What else were we supposed to talk about here, Josh? I don't know, Addy. Why don't you just ad lib and make it up? No, Bobby was talking about Roquan eating. Oh, yeah. we talked and about just, Tremaine. Y'all okay? I mean, are y'all okay with those top three? Well, here's kind of my thing. Um, it's it's probably going to be Darius Leonard or Bust for me. 
If I if I can't get Leonard, um, you're gonna wait. I'm probably just gonna wait, just because as we will get to, like the depth of these linebackers is nuts. So it is. So even your baby Tremaine, you're not gonna pay up that, a little bit for Tremaine. I mean, I have you know. I have not been able to get Tremaine anywhere. The only place I, I have Tremaine is places that I drafted him, you know, in rookie drafts. That's the only place I have him, just because he's too expensive. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overpay for a linebacker. Love Tremaine. He's definitely one of my favorite, you know, players. But um, I just can't acquire him, you know. Josh. So yeah, object- objectively speaking, would you rather have Devin White or Devin Bush? Um, man, it's, I go back and forth. I mean, I have Devin white, so that's where I, my mind goes first. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a one, a one B situation. Um, I'll just go Devin white just because that's the guy that I have. But I mean, tomorrow I could say Devin Bush. I flip flop, flip flop on these guys a lot. I think you're right. I think I like white better. I think he's got a more promising future down there. He's very talented as well. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be asking that question for the next 10 years. Yes, yeah, we really are. Yeah. When they're like one and two atop the linebacker rankings every year and just flopping it's, back and forth. And it's like what they do to us, like what they did last year was Devin Bush started out hot. And then yeah. when we all got, when we all jumped over to Devin Bush, then Devin White got hot. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, that's probably going to be just something we, we discuss yearly. And for both of them to be named Devin, like what are the freaking odds? Like, let's not forget these guys are named Devin and we're going to be debating them for the next decade. It's all just assimilation. That's all this is. (laughs) I don't know what that means, Addy. I'm very scared that you just used the word assimilation. None of it's real, Josh. None of this is real. It's oh, a simulation. Simulation, baby. <laughs> I thought you Fam- said assimilation. Familiarity like coming together. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, good. That worried me for a second. St- you were Kentucky accent. Stimulation. <laughs> it was a stimulation. So, um, what do we think about Fred here? I, obviously, we love Fred where Fred stands, but Dion should be higher on this list, right, Addy? Um, I, I mean. He'll probably finish higher, but he's he's you know burned a lot of people. He burned a lot of people last year, uh, so that's still going to be in everyone's mind. And um, I don't know, I don't know, man. I mean, I think those those top fifteen linebackers, you can you know convince yourself that any of them could you know swap out with each other. Well, what about T.J. Watt at ten? I mean, he should at least leapfrog Watt as an outside linebacker here, right? I mean, maybe, but Watt, although he was he's an OLB, he was very consistent last year and someone that just had a knack for making big plays. Um, I don't know. I think he Watt's, you know, one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I mean, he. he I don't think he's going to get worse, and I think he's just now entering his prime. So I don't. I don't know that I, I would necessarily say that Deion Jones will be better than him. Um, but, you know, I love Deion Jones. It's just I've kind of tempered expectations for him, too. I'm not sure that um, maybe he's not a a high-end number one linebacker. Maybe what he is is a solid linebacker, too. Wow. Has this been a tough uh, discovery for you to come to, Eddie? 
He's just not one of these guys that's going to be just a huge tackle eater. You know, you're going to have to rely on him making some big plays. He is going to stay out there on, on, you know, for all three downs because he is so good in coverage. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's Corey Littleton is what he is. Yeah, but not as consistent as Corey Littleton. He has that Corey Littleton upside, but he's, he seems to have trouble consistently reaching it. And, uh, but the, the problem I have, though, in that I think Deion Jones and Corey are more alike this year because now Littleton has Kwiatkowski to, you know, actually play with him. Um, last year, it was Littleton basically by himself. He had Troy Reader and Micah Kaiser for a couple games, but he was basically it. But now you have Kwiatkowski, and I don't remember, maybe y'all remember, but we talked to somebody not too long ago who was basically saying, like, even if you give me Littleton and Kwiatkowski, I may take Kwiatkowski over Littleton because Littleton may be the, you know, the LB that's more in coverage. Yeah, um, that sounds like Wallert maybe. Maybe but that's who it was. I agree, though. I mean, especially with the cost between the two. I think where on this mm-hmm. list, uh, Kwiatkowski is like, what, linebacker 35, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, he's 37. 37, and then Littleton is 12. And you're right. Those guys may just be alternating who has the big weeks. It could be very much be mm-hmm. like a Jalen Smith LVE situation. What yeah. about – Are you, this is, I guess, more for Joshy because he's more uh, – has been an owner of him. But are you fading Wagner at all? You know, especially with them – um, grabbing, uh, who was it? Jordan Brooks, who, you know, has some upside. He's going to be there for a year or two behind him and KJ Wright, you know, learn the system. You know, Wagner's getting a little older. Are you going to draft him at the sixth spot overall right now? Maybe not in a dynasty league, just because I think his, the length of his career after this particular draft is not going to be as long as some of these guys behind him. But, man, I mean, has there been a more consistent linebacker over the past five years than Bobby Wagner? I feel like that's just like a safe pick. Like sure. You know for sure, as long as he's healthy, that Bobby Wagner is not going to crap your team. Mm-hmm. He is. He is locked and loaded there in Seattle. Yep, I agree. Uh, I think Corey Littleton is a um... – I, I don't know. He's 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 tough. He's hard to gauge. I don't know if he's that's a little rich, but I've you know I've I've thought that that's kind of been the case the last few years, and he just he continues to dominate and be a top five linebacker. Um, yeah, I don't know where I may swap him and maybe Blake Martinez. I don't know. It's tough because like where would I put Corey on the list? I feel like that's probably about the right spot for him there at twelve. But I think. Um, it- I think it's a little bit the opposite, though, because like you think about last year, too, with Corey, like he didn't have any linebackers and John Johnson was out for the year. So basically it was Weddle and Rap there to help him. And I think even at one point, Rap, I think Wollert said Rap was the uh, green dot for a while. You know, so you think about the opposite, too, and Blake Martinez is going to New York. And, you know, Wollert's talked about it, but I mean, that's a primo situation. Sure, we all know Blake Martinez might not be the best linebacker, but as far as like racking up crappy tackles and getting you points, like, dude, I love Blake Martinez from that aspect. Yes, definitely. So a guy that um, I believe you and Mikey Dubs were talking about on Twitter, Adam, that kind of blows my mind here. He's like the and it's funny because he's right alongside D Ford at 19 miles. Jack uh, wedged in between two guys uh, that uh, I'm very interested in. I think people are sleeping a little bit on CJ Mosley. 
That tends to happen when guys miss the entire year with injury. Understandable, maybe dip a little bit, but having him down at 18 seems a little low. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Jordan Hicks at 17. People aren't buying into the long-term potential of Jordan Hicks after being LB1 last year. Um, You have... um, We probably... Yeah, let's touch on... Let's touch on the... uh, We didn't go after, what, 13? So LVE, Joe Schobert, Zach Cunningham, Shaq Thompson... Jordan Hicks, C.J. Mosley, Miles Jack, Jayon Brown, Jerome Baker, Demario Davis, Levante David, and Eric Kendricks. That's the top twenty. That's that's thirteen through twenty. Gosh, there is so much depth here. That's what I was getting ready to say. Miles Jack wedged in between C.J. Mosley and my son Jayon Brown. Um, that's a guy I'd be bouncing out this top twenty-four in a heartbeat. Talk about getting drafted on name alone. How have ID players not wised up to this yet yeah i don't know i mean may i could maybe see the optimism uh before they brought in showbert but now like not anymore no yeah. and maybe that's maybe that's uh that's something you got to keep in mind with some of these drafts although i don't think it was the case with him i think he was still going high after free agency but half of these were before free agency and half of them were after so that's why you see guys like christian kirksey who have a pretty high ADP, like in the 40s. Well, that's not the case anymore. He's pretty much going in the 20 to 30 range now. Yeah, who is somebody, Bobby, from this back, uh, this this 12 or uh, 13 to 24 range? Who's who's the guy that you think could make the leap into LB1 territory this year? Shaq Thompson. Yep. Very easy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'd jump him over a lot of these dudes. I'd jump... Cunningham, jump Schobert, jump LVE, jump Littleton, jump Dion, jump TJ Watt, maybe put him right there near Blake Martinez, probably. Yeah. Um, the defense there that they're creating in Carolina is going to be fun to watch. Gross Matos, um, Brian Burns, Shaq Lawson, Jeremy Chin, uh, Bradbury. That's going to be a fun freaking defense to watch. But yeah, that, um, that'd be my pretty quick answer. Bradbury's in New York this year, but they still have Dante Jackson there. Okay, there you go. So um, the guy I wanted to bring up here that I thought was a couple guys getting disrespected. Again, these are dynasty, so maybe that helps explain it. But Demario Davis at 22 and Levante David at 23. Heck, and you could even throw Eric Hendricks in at 24. These are guys, I'm not saying they're LB1s this year, but I could see them finishing very high in the LB2 category, closer to like the 13 to 15 range, not, you know, middle of the 20s. Yeah, they may. I mean, you're right. They may be LB1s like easily. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely what it is for those two. Those guys are both over 30, I think. Maybe Lenny Levante is like 29, but Demario Davis is uh, he's getting up there. And people need to remember sometimes, too, that like, you know, say you reach early and get a Roquan Smith as your LB1, and then you wait for a while and grab a C.J. Mosley as your LB2, and then you wait for a while and grab a Bud Dupree as your LB3. It's also okay to 
not draft Roquan Smith early, kind of like what Adam was saying. If you don't get Darius Leonard, then just wait. Then just stack up three of these LB2s, and one of them may jump up and be an LB1. But then they probably have a higher floor, you know, maybe not maybe not as high of a ceiling as like a Roquan or a Tremaine. But as far as points-wise, if you're starting two or three linebackers, sometimes it makes sense to just roll out three LB2s. Yeah, that's the big thing as far as like if we're talking draft strategy, I'm going to roll up a bunch of these LB2s, LB3s and just stack these defensive linemen. Linebacker, as we're seeing a much more replaceable position like this is an absolutely loaded top 24. Any of these guys could finish as an LB1. And it seems like we've talked about this before. The position turns over a lot more seemingly than defensive line does. So I'm going to grab a ton of these defensive linemen higher in the draft and then just grab a bunch of LB2s and LB3s on the back end. Yep. And I think the guys that are going outside of the top 12 right now that have the best chance to finish in, um, in my opinion, Joe Schobert going at uh, 14, that's a steal. He could he could easily be a top five linebacker. And then, like Bobby said, Shaq Thompson. Um, yeah, top eight for me probably. Yeah, so we have a little further down the list. We won't go over all these guys, but Jermaine Pratt, Addy at 39. I know that has to give you the Grinch smile when you see uh, Pratt coming that late in drafts. And then you have to imagine, like you said, these drafts, if they were taking place today, Christian Kirksey would not be at LB40. Yep. Yeah, hey, touch on some of the other ones up above. Look, we got Shaq Barrett coming at 25. Um, Rashawn Evans, 26. Mac Wilson, this is one of my favorite values uh, at 27. Um, he's going to he's gonna get a lot of tackles this year, I'm thinking. Like, I mean, he's the, the LB1 for Cleveland. Yep. So if you're an LB1 for your team, you have a chance to finish as an LB1 on the season. And he was good so, last year. He was good last year. He was good. And, and Yeah, he was a rookie. And why do I not like Tremaine Edmonds? Here's why. Matt Milano, 28. I mean, that's 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 the same thing as, you know, the Max Crosby, uh, Cleland Farrell type deal. Um, Absolutely. It's just a difference in where you can get him in the draft. And, and Matt Milano is going to probably give you similar weeks and he'll probably even be better on some weeks than Tremaine. Here's here's another test as far as would you rather have this guy higher or this guy a little bit lower from the same team? Uh, Addy, we'll start with you. Would you rather have. Todd Davis at 33 or AJ Johnson at 41. AJ Johnson, 41. Bobby, what about you? See, senor, another one here. So let's go with uh, the aforementioned Jordan Hicks at 17 or his new teammate, the vampire himself, Devondre Campbell at 32. Bobby, which one are you going with? C, Isaiah Simmons. See Isaiah Simmons. All right, from those two choices, <laughs> um, I don't really care. Neither Devondre Campbell, maybe. All right, Addy, what about you? Um, probably gonna go um with Baker. I'm sorry, Hicks. I'm gonna go with Hicks there, just because how I don't know Hicks that seventeen. Uh, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I was looking. Hicks is at 17. I didn't know how high he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's still a decent value. To get the LB1 at 17, that's yeah. pretty nice. I, I think that's one where I typically would take the lower guy. Uh, but with Campbell versus Hicks, Hicks being there last year, 
getting that value 16 spots below where he finished, I think I'd take Hicks as well. Yeah, and maybe Campbell's hurt by Simmons coming in. You know, he's he was only a one-year deal for Cam- for Campbell. I mean, maybe he's the guy that loses it out on the playing time. Here's another one, though, for us. What about Corey Littleton at 12 or Nick Quick at 37? Yeah, I think I'd much rather have Nick Quick at 37 there. So that's a, absolutely. So I mean, you know, you can build if you just if you just wait until you know the twenties for these linebackers. You can build a a team of Levante David, Mac Wilson, Matt Milano, Rashawn Evans, Eric Kendricks. I mean, if you get if you get three of those guys, you're you're fine. What about yeah. you're cooking with gas? What about uh, this one? Would be for Joshy. What about Jayon at twenty, or Rashawn at twenty six, or mm. Harold Landry at thirty one? It is good. I, I'm taking Jayon. That's my baby, and that that difference isn't too pronounced. That um, I would be getting a huge deal going with either of those other two guys. Who's the best? Who's the best linebacker, Josh? Between those of three, the, of those three. Man, that's really tough. Um, I think Jayon was banged up last year. I don't think he's got uh, LB1 potential. I thought that last year. I think that was our first episode that we ever did. But um, I think he's a really solid LB2 if he stays healthy. So I'll say Jayon. Eddie? Yeah, I think I like Jayon the most as well. You know, actually, I sold Rashawn Evans. Uh, really? In, a, in one of my leagues a, a, about a month ago. Um the thing that swayed me on Rashawn was literally us going to the Kansas City Tennessee game, and Jayon was out that game, and Rashawn was everywhere. Yeah, that dude looked awesome. He's really but good. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, something else I want to make a note of real quick too is um, Mac Wilson is at twenty seven. I did a little bit of research this week after we talked to Mark Sessler. Go back to our last sode if you haven't uh, listened to this one and listen to his wisdom. Um, but uh, Jacob Phillips, the linebacker out of LSU that the Browns drafted, um, I think he could get some play this year. A pretty sure-handed tackler, um, played a lot with Patrick Queen last year. Um, I do think Mac Wilson is good. I don't know so much about Taki Taki yet, um, but it could end up being um, Mac Wilson and, and Jacob Phillips. And Phillips is kind of like Adam saying right now. He's just a free kind of a dart throw later on. So there's a ton of like these little random linebacker dart throws hey, that I just kind of want to stash away this year. So is Taki Taki. Add him as well. Mm-hmm. Just see how that yeah. see how that plays out there. There's no I mean, he's also free. So get him. Yeah, get they're him not going to cost you anything. And here's the thing, too. I do worry even with the highly drafted rookies, you know, this is going to be an off season like we've never seen before with um, not having training camps, potentially not having the preseason. Potentially, I do worry a little bit in terms of redraft that maybe uh, I might just fade some of these rookies just because we don't know. We have no idea what this is going to look like. And I do think it matters, especially at the linebacker position to get those reps 
before the season starts. That's a great point, Josh, because I literally put in our Slack not too long ago, I want to write an article about, I think the run game is going to be heavy pretty early on this year, just because I don't think you're going to have much of an offseason for these, you know, Tom Brady's to really gain much of a, you know, a feel for these Chris Godwin's timing and whatnot. So yeah, I think that's a good point. It is going to be a longer um, period of time before we see, you know, a lot of times it's week eight or so, we start to see these rookies kind of take over but it could be a little bit lighter on this year, just you know, given the weirdness that that every everything's going on right now. Um, somebody else I was going to make a note of as well, and I've completely forgot it. Adam, I think you were going to say something. Hey, okay, so what about uh, Patrick Queen, Isaiah Simmons? Where are they going to go among? Hold on, among before these we talk about that, what about Drake Greenwell not making the list? He was close. He was just outside. Um, but would you rather have Dre or have Quan? Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, hey, I didn't forget about Dre. Wow, Addy. That's your second ref in an episode. This is going very well so far for you. So I think the question was Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen, where we think they would slot in here. This one's tougher because they're not as dominant as Chase Young, where you can slot them anywhere in the top five, and I don't think anybody would quibble. Man, um, Patrick Queen. I suppose I would probably. I mean, is he top twelve in a dynasty startup? Uh, that may be a little rich. Um, I feel like he is definitely top twenty, though. I mean, I'm taking him over Schobert, Cunningham. Wow, I'm taking him over Cunningham as well. We'll I, see. I'm, he's I'm probably in that. Sh- I think he's in that fourteen to sixteen range. Yeah, so you're taking you're taking like Littleton. Well, what about LVE? Are you taking LVE? No, no, no. He's out of it. He's he wouldn't be in my top uh, 14, 15, 16. Are you taking Corey Littleton over Patrick Queen? Yes, I think so. Have to. Mine would go Deion Jones, Corey Littleton, Joe Schobert, Shaq Thompson, then Patrick Queen. Yeah, it's about. I'd have I'd have those guys up higher, but yeah, that's about where I would be as well. LVL. Isaiah Simmons would be my uh, safety six right after John Johnson. You're putting him as a safety? That's what he's going to play this year, boys. They're going to run out Jordan Hicks and Javon J. Campbell, and then uh, Buddha and Simmons are going to play safety. I got a feeling. Yeah, Cardinals are saying he's going to be a linebacker, so Bobby's uh, zigging while the Cardinals are zagging. I don't think anybody knows what's going on right now. (laughs) Smokescreen. Classic yeah. smokescreen. Yeah. It's going to be Simmons and Buddha. Hey, what about uh, what about Kenneth Murray? Since I've got a little Kenneth Murray share, where do y'all put him in there? The only thing I do love about Kenneth Murray is you know he's going to play week one. Like, they're basically saying, look, we got a bunch of crappy linebackers. Just get out there and we'll see what we got. Yeah, I mean, I put him in that 20 to 30 range, somewhere in that in that group, you know. Yeah, I think I'd have him probably like where Rashawn Evans is right now. I think I'd bump Rashawn down and maybe slot him in like around 25 or 26. Also, people really sleep on Eric Kendricks. He's a really reliable linebacker. Yes, yes. That's a, yeah, I got him in quite a few of those leagues. He really is like probably the best LB2 out there. Yeah. Because he has the potential to like creep into that like back end LB1 territory. Like, 12 to 13 range. Yeah. 12 are to 14. Y'all, are y'all um, uh, 
Johnny the Greek, um, Willie Gay truthers as well. Yeah, I like Willie Gay. Um, I mean, he's just going to have such a you know good opportunity there. You know, we all liked Anthony Hitchens before he proved that he he's not good. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he's going to – I mean, they need to have someone there that's going to, you know, yeah. create some tackles, and that's going to be him. So, yeah, he's a he, great landing spot. Yeah, ranking-wise, I think alongside of Kenneth Murray, kind of same situation. They needed a lot of help. They'll see what they have. But, yeah, production-wise, I think they're about the same. I mean, honestly, he might have the best chance at, at uh, producing year one. You know, even even over someone like Simmons, uh, and even you know m- maybe Patrick Queen isn't immediately great right away. You know, the, with the uh, the Ravens controlling the clock and time of possession, you know, with the run game. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Willie Gay is the the number one overall linebacker. Guess what we didn't do in that top forty one linebackers What's list? That? Any of the Los Angeles Rams linebackers? Because nobody I, knows. I, don't, I think if you put be. a gun to my head, I couldn't name a single Rams linebacker at this point. I would love to put a gun to your head. <laughs> they would. You put it right in my mouth. Yes, sir. Go. Suck on that. <laughs> uh, so let's move to DB before um, Adam gets his him and his sister and, and her children evicted from their their home. Um, so let's look at here the top 12 DBs. We have, I think, 30 or 31 guys on this list. So we'll start with the top 12. No surprise here. Jamal Adams at one. Derwin no James. No surprise, Josh. You give my boy a little bit more respect. Derwin's fine. He's 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 two though. I mean, it's in my mind, it's Jamal that's at right. one, Derwin at two. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's crew. That's crew in his foot, Bobby. Hey, got to count for it. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, Addy's delighted here that Buddha Baker comes in at number three. Uh, Landon Collins, John Johnson the third, Jordan Poyer, and another Addy baby here, Tracy Walker at seven, uh, the Honey Badger at eight, Jabril Peppers at nine, Keanu Neal surprisingly coming in at 10, Justin Simmons and Kevin Byard wrap up the top 12. So, gentlemen, what do we make here of these DB ADP so far? I love all these DBs. Um, Absolutely. Good group. I feel like, do you all think um, that the honey badger is a little high there at eight? Yes, that's too high for me. Um, I think I'd rather have Jonathan Abram at 14. Got on Harrison Smith at 17. Um, Jesse Bates, Taylor Rapp. Um, that's another guy I feel like maybe benefits from the name more so than the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he should probably Jabril. be around uh, defensive back 15. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jabril's going to get hit with uh, McKinney being there as well. Yes. Yeah, this was probably – this was pre-rookie draft or pre-NFL draft, I assume, right, Addy? Yes, correct. Yeah, so you have to imagine Jabril probably gets a, a healthy bump down into like the, the mid-teens with mm-hmm. McKinney coming to town. And I think Landon Collins is a great – play again this year i know he's you know year in year out reliable but you know with them still not understanding quite who's going to be their you know linebacker you know there in washington i think uh i think collins is a nice play and i literally don't own collins anywhere i'm super jealous about that but um yeah i think it's great tracy yeah. walker look at him being the freaking seventh overall yep. i think we did that no more sleepers 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that cat's out the bag. I will say Landon Collins reminds me of I feel like he's the DB equivalent of Bobby Wagner. We're just kind of tired of him being so consistently great that we're just like, ah, yeah, Collins doesn't get as much hype maybe as some of these new guys coming in, but Collins has just, you know, been a beast anytime he's been out there out on the field and he's consistently performed for fantasy owners. Hey boys, who's got next? Who's going to be the next big one? It's about time, you know. We're due for a big one. Someone to join. Because Buddha may be sliding out with the, with the increased competition there for tackles. So he may be more of a, you know, safety 10 to 12 range now. Um, so someone, who, who's, who's it going to be? Who's going who's gonna to jump up there? We, we like, uh, could Jeremy Chin maybe be a surprise that people aren't, uh, you know, expecting uh you know maybe not seeing how good he's going to be there with you know think about what eric reed did there pretty much safety one last year there's a good chance that he's going to slot right into that role i would be a little bit of a homer here i don't know if he has like top five or maybe even top 10 potential but i think he could slot into the back of the db1 would be kari willis from the colts yeah um they for some reason did not pick up malik hooker's fifth year option uh the the um Clayton Gathers is a free agent right now. So they drafted some guys to come in and help uh, on the back end of the defense there. So Kari Willis is one guy. It's probably cheating a little bit to say Jonathan Abram uh, because I think we all have high hopes for him. But even seeing him here at 14, uh, that's a guy that I would not be surprised if he cracked like the top five or six this year if he stays healthy. I think he would have had I think he would have finished top 12 last year had he not gotten injured in the first game. So uh, those are a couple guys that I would throw out with some nice breakthrough potential this year. Yeah, I love those names, Josh. That's a uh, those are good ones. Abraham, Abram, especially. Um, I got him as the twenty third defensive back in one of those leagues. That's insane. Come on, yeah. Are people just asleep at the wheel there? What's going on? It just happens, you know. That's why you got to be you got to be alert in these things. Um, also, like the value. How far how far out do we go with these? Do we go just one through twelve so far? One through twelve so far. Yep. Let's just finish them. All right, so. Uh, 12 was Bayard, uh, 13 Taylor Rapp, Jonathan Abram, Jesse Bates, Minka Fitzpatrick, Harrison Smith, Sean Williams at 18, Von Bell, uh, Terrell Edmonds, Ronnie Harrison, Logan Ryan, Justin Reed at 23, Darnell Savage, 24. Yeah, here's here's something I wanted to bring up from the previous group. Where do you all think this is our RSO league? It's a big play league. Where do you all think Kevin Byard finished amongst safeties last year? What was his end of year finish? Uh, top 12, right? Bobby, you have a guess? I think he was top five. He was really high. He was 17. Hmm. So that's, that's right there, I think, is 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 proof of what I, the point I was going to make. We talked about Honey Badger. To a lesser extent, I think Kevin Byard, that contract that he got popped him up onto a lot of people's radars, but he's just not super consistent. He's a little big play dependent. Uh, when he pops, he's really going to do well for your team, but we see him finish at 17. Do we think he's going to have a better year uh, than he did last year? And and just seeing him here at 12, I felt like that's a guy that maybe is being overdrafted right now. 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into the next group just because I think this is kind of the guy to take the jump. But Chuck Clark maybe could be that dude. Um, I don't really know that Clark would jump to be the safety one this year. Um, but I really like his potential. A bunch of these guys I really don't want to buy this year. I don't want to buy Jesse Bates. I don't want to buy Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't want to buy Sean Williams. I really don't want to deal with Von Bell. I don't want Terrell Edmonds. You know, Ronnie Harrison's fine there at 21. There's just a lot of muddy water right there with a bunch of, you know, competing competing DBs there beside each other, especially there in Cincinnati. Who wants to make a, you know, who wants to figure out the Bates and Von Bell and, and um, um, Sean Williams situation? But, but don't you just grab all those or like maybe grab a couple of those guys? I mean, Bates and Sean Williams both have finished very high for the past two years. I'm on, I'm probably grabbing Von Bell. Jesse Bates is the the free safety, so he's going to play deep. Um, Sean Williams is getting old, and they brought in Von Bell. I know that maybe he gets linebacker snaps, but you got to figure he's the one that's going to get phased out, not Von Bell. Hey, somebody who's – let's go ahead and finish the list off. So 26, Eddie Jackson. uh, I'm sorry. Johnny's favorite. I'm skipping yeah. my boy, skipping my boy Chuck Clark at 25. So Eddie Jackson, shout out to Johnny at 26, Kari Willis at 27, Haha Clinton Dix at 28, Juan Thornhill at 29, Adrian Amos at 30, and then Desmond King at 31. So um, a big name that is not in here is Malcolm Jenkins, obviously down there in New Orleans now. So where do we fit him at? He should. Man, I was just, I was just thinking, how did Logan Ryan creep in at 22? Like he's not even signed right now, and I know he had a huge, huge year. Led all DBs in our sleeper league. That's why, but man, that's I, I get that. But I feel like people are buying at the highest possible price right now uh, instead of fading this guy and letting them fall. Um, I would put Jenkins. I don't know. I feel like he probably belongs in that back end of the DB two discussion. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, a lot of that is because of that contract he signed. It was a four year deal for like 30 some million. So you got to figure he's going to be relevant for at least two to three more years. And that's going to equal top 18 production Um, because he's, you know, they don't have a ton of outside of Demario Davis. um, They they brought in a lot of new guys at, you know, at linebacker. But I mean, he's going to be he's going to be the guy probably, you know, second on the team in tackles. Um, so yeah, I love that, and especially where you can get him in drafts. Oh, and Logan Ryan signed with the Jets. Did he though? Are we? Is that final? I thought <laughs> I thought the same thing too, but I then I went back and read that the Jets and him have some interest, but I don't. I didn't think a deal was actually done yet. Oh, well, maybe not. Let's look old Logan Ryan up and see what his status is. So he is a free agent still. That's like our boy uh, George Fant riding bicycles around Bowling Green because he can't get up to New York yet. He, I think he did officially sign his contract. Did he? I, guess. I think so, yeah. But, um, yeah, Logan Ryan, I don't know. I, I, I get it that he had that great season, but I feel like people are buying that past performance mm-hmm. and not looking ahead to the fact that he doesn't even have a team right now. Like, how are you taking that guy that high? Yeah, for sure. Um. 
I still think maybe Taylor Rapp is too high based on, you know, he had a great year last year, but they had no linebacking core and John Johnson was hurt all year. And um, what's well, you have John Johnson back, but you have an even better situation at linebacker now because it's even more devoid. I think I like Rapp more than last year, at least equally the same. You still have John Johnson or you get, yeah. you're getting him back. But man, there's who's the competition for tackles at linebacker for the Rams. That's true. That's a good point. Yep, I love rap. So, Josh, in a perfect world for Abram, where do you see him finish? You have a good year for Abram. I think uh, I'm anticipating a top 12 finish for Abram this year. Okay, so uh, he's at 14 right now, so you see him jumping up a couple. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be like – he could be top five. I think anywhere between like 8 and 12 would be realistic. So let's go ahead and fit in. Uh, let's go ahead and fit in these rookies. Anybody that y'all want to fill in here in these top thirty-one? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jeremy Chen definitely is going to be probably a top fifteen safety for me. Um, Xavier McKinney is probably going to be. I mean, potentially same thing. We'll see what they do with with uh, Peppers, um, but I think he's got a shot. Um, Kyle Duggar probably towards the back end. Um, Don't sleep on Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit, definitely. uh, The the Browns brought him in to be a difference maker from day one. Um, We'll see. I know, I think it was Joey that said, right, that uh, Delpit is not the best tackler in the world. And Mike Uh, as well. Both of them said this, yes. Yeah, so we'll see if that ends up being a, a problem, not just in terms of his IDP points, but in terms of him staying on the field. Coaches don't tend to like safeties who can't tackle very well. Y'all don't want to fit in uh, Antoine Winfield anywhere in here? Yeah. I mean, he's fine, too. I mean, when you look at some of those, that's something I took away from this. <clears throat> DB is just as thin as defensive line. Like, you know, the first the first, uh, the first, first six or seven are really good. And then, you know, from eight to 20, they're all kind of the same. And then it really drops off. Like, really drops off. Uh, you know... Kerry Willis, I, th- I think, or Kari Willis, I think he's someone that, like Josh is saying, I think he'll finish, you know, higher than where he's being drafted. But I really don't like a lot of those guys. I like I like Kari Willis. And I like Darnell Savage. That's really all I like late. Malcolm Jenkins. So, you, so you're maybe are you? So we're not taking linebackers as high in the draft, but are we trying to grab some of these top? eight safeties, maybe paying up a little bit to make sure we come away with a couple of those guys. It just depends on your scoring. I mean, if you get, if you get, um, if, if your players are awarded a lot for pass deflections, you can get away with starting corners, you know, like in those leagues that we've done a lot of these in, uh, these drafts in there, I think pass deflections are worth three interceptions are worth six. So these these cornerbacks can really, you know, be just as valuable as the safeties. So if that's the case, um, you know, just just punt, just punt because you can find, you know, you can you can play Tredavious White, uh, Marlon Humphrey and 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 be fine. But um, but, you know, in most cases, you know, if you're if it's just tackle heavy and not big play. Yeah, I kind of want to have like two from this top 12. And then I'll, you know, get a sleeper outside of that. Yeah, I just took over an orphan team in a 
friend of ours uh, league this week. May, maybe an orphan again here soon. Let's be honest. Not quite sure somebody the adoption's going to take. Yeah, some crazies in this league. But um, literally, it has uh, Stefan Gilmore, Marlon Humphrey, uh, James Bradbury, uh, Adoree Jackson. I mean, like anybody who's a cover corner in the NFL, this dude, well, aside from Adoree Jackson, uh, he, he pretty much has. So, Who were his safeties? Um, I don't think he had any. I literally he just, don't he just think he went draft, just went straight cornerbacks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. I don't think that's going to pan out quite like that guy had hoped. We got Mahomes. That's what we're hoping on this year. Let's say that's why he, he had, all our hopes. I think, I think it's probably why he abandoned that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's like, wow, I really messed up. I'm going to leave this flaming dumpster for someone else yeah. to put out. We'll piece it together, though. We'll, we'll get us a couple good DBs. It'll be all right. You're abandoning that team on first thing Monday morning, Bobby. Don't lie. The email's been sent. Sorry, Nico. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Any final takeaways here from the uh, ADP data that Addy was so kind to provide us with? Yeah, just, um, you know, don't overdraft any of the linebackers. Be patient. Even, I mean, I'm, we all love Darius Leonard, but I'm probably not going to be taking Leonard. You know, I'm just... It's not going to be me. I'm going to wait on these values and then see who falls because there will be tons of guys who fall. But I'm targeting the Mac Wilsons, the Matt Milanos, the AJ Johnsons. That you know those line those linebackers you know after twenty still just gold. Yeah, I think I would say, especially with the rookie class and everything this year. Go get your defensive line. Go get your DBs early. You know, get a Nick Bosa, get a Josh Allen, try to get a Derwin, try to get a Tracy Walker, get a upper tier, you know, one or two of these defensive linemen and DBs. And exactly what Adam's saying, if you want to grab a Blake Martinez kind of early-ish or something, I don't mean like buy him like he's a Darius Leonard but exactly what Adam's saying go grab two of you know two of these LB2s or three of them if you can really you know support the um you know if their ADP really values that but you know offense is super super deep this year um especially with the rookie class and everything so yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Even to Darius Leonard, I think you know, going through this, I think Adams even changed his mind. You know, Leonard's great, but I really, I would rather pay up for a Denil Hunter than a Darius Leonard at this point. Yeah, so let's let's get out of here on this, fellas. Um, look at this list. Let's say that these are like the 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 slots where you're going to have to get these guys. These are the prices that you're going to have to pay. I want one name off this list that if this is the sticker price, you are rushing into that aisle to buy that player. Not one from each position, just one out of these, uh, what, like 100 or so guys that we've got listed here. I'll go first to give you guys some time to think. But looking at this list, the name that jumps out the most to me is Mac Wilson. You have a guy here that I really and truly believe could finish as an LB1 this year. And right now, you're able to get him at LB27. I'll be honest, I wouldn't be uncomfortable having Mac Wilson as my number one linebacker if I was doing some kind of dynasty startup. So that's the guy for me. 
who who are uh, who are you all just like foaming at the mouth to take at their current ADP? Bob, you got it. Yeah, Addy, <laughs> you got it. All right, I'm going. Uh, um, I'm going with Shaq Thompson. Um, okay. I was actually circling uh, Mac Wilson. That was probably going to be the guy I, I chose as well. But I mean, Shaq Thompson. Um, I think that's the play. You know, you don't want you don't you don't want to overdraft those top linebackers. So, but you want to but you want a linebacker one. So I think that's the play. You you go with Shaq Thompson or you go with uh, Joe Schobert. That's your chance to get your linebacker one at a value, um, and then you fill it in with those those other values. You know, from linebackers twenty to to thirty. So that's the way I do it. But Shaq Thompson. Um, he's my favorite value uh, out of all these. I would say if I had to make a sizable bet on someone outside the top 12, finishing at LB1, not NLB1, number one overall, Shaq Thompson's the only guy that I would be willing to put money on. I think he has that Jordan Hicks potential to take that leap to the next level, Uh, not to where he's good, you know, top five or top six, number one overall. So I love that pick, Addy. Wow. Nicely done. So mine would be uh, mine would be the second deepest linebacker on the board at LB forty, Christian Kirksey. I would also send him probably a case of Advil, some Tylenol, a couple knee braces. You know, go ahead and get in the facilities early, Christian. You know, do whatever rehab you need to do. But if you can tell me that I can have, you know, possibly the new Blake Martinez role there in Green Bay, I'll take the potential injury risk at the LB40 all day long. I think that's probably the deepest value. There's other people that I probably want more, but as far as like rushing to hurry up and pay that LB40 price, he's definitely it. Little caveat with him, like I mentioned earlier, half of these were done before free agency, half of them were after. So Oh, so Adam's ruining my pick. Basically, is what he's right. I'm pissing all over it. So, so before before free agency, when you know he was a free agent, um, he was going like linebacker fifty, linebacker fifty five. Afterwards, the two afterwards, I think he went linebacker thirty and then linebacker twenty. So, ex- so expect him to go in that twenty to thirty range. But still, that's still a fantastic value because B- Bobby's completely right. Um, he's familiar with the system and the scheme that he's going into. This is Mike Pettin's off uh, defense, which he he dealt with in Cleveland. Um, yeah, he should he should be fine. I, I think as long as he stays healthy, LB one. Yeah, and you and you notice all three players that we picked were linebackers, which just backs up this idea of don't overdraft linebackers. Go get guys later in your draft. Stock up on these premium defensive linemen, especially if you're in a big play league, and just grab – because there'll be guys that are not even on this list right now, the A.J. Johnsons of 2020 that are going to pop, that you're going to be able to get off the waiver wire, you know, week two or three or four of the season. Yep. It's it's easier to find those linebackers and the AJ Johnsons than it is to find the Max Crosby's. Yeah, there's a ton of good linebackers just running through my head that could fit into this LB two you know category possibly. So, um, yeah, deep year for LBs. All right. Well, guys, we said we wanted to try to keep it to 45 minutes or an hour. And by God, we went an hour and 45 minutes. So we just added those two together. 
Let's get out of here with a uh, an exciting announcement. Um, I know on the Sessler Sode, we were talking about um, the Miked Up with Mike Wallert podcast uh, was going to be dropping this week. We're actually in the works with Mike right now, getting the content for that debut podcast edited and put together. So that premiere Sode fellas should be dropping here in the next day or two. So make sure that you're staying tuned to anchor.fm slash Mike dash Wolert W O E L L E R T. It will be on anchor first. It'll be on Spotify within 12 hours and should be on, um, Apple podcasts within 48 hours. So obviously we'll be pumping that out on Twitter, Addy, uh, make sure you're following at big three network as well as at big three IDP. We'll be pushing Mike stuff as soon as it drops. Love it. Love it. Love everyone. Love you, Mike. Can't wait to be a part of this. And work with you in collab. <laughs> I'm so glad I threw it to you, Addy. That was the perfect way to take us out. Uh, we'll be back. We do. We do. As always, Addy, have some big things in the works for the listeners. Uh, some big time guests that we have on the docket coming up very soon. Um, you know, we've got one of your dream guests is going to be on the show here very soon. We're hoping we've got some other big names at IDP that are going to be joining us. Um, it's we're not no summers off here, guys. We're we're going to keep grinding and turning out this primo IDP content for our listeners. You keep saying that to us over and over. <laughs> we get it. We're not going to take off. No. <laughs> I think you are, though. I think you're going to just be like, Josh, let's take a week off. You know, we're, we earned it. We've done it for 50 straight weeks at this point. I'm going to say no, boys. You do. You and Adam been f- talking. Yeah. Hey, we, uh, we, you know, two's greater than one, Josh. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll just pull in Mikey Dubs and Johnny the Greek and uh, launch a new big three. Later, losers. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that would Drop be you. rude. Drop y'all like a sack of taters. All right, y'all. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully this was helpful as you're starting to make preparations or if you're in the midst of some startup drafts right now, be sure to uh, give us a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Consider supporting the show on Anchor. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Big3IDP. And make sure you watch the video sode uh, that we had with Sessler because Bobby is wearing a suit and tie with a Todd Gurley jersey over the shirt and tie. It was a great look. I think it's going to catch on. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I was sweating like crazy, but all for Sessler. I know. And you had the Christmas wreath up on the wall. It was just a great-looking backdrop mm-hmm. that you had. Yep. In my office. Laundry what? office. That's right. Laundry office. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.